going country. Her first trip to Margate when she was 13 was not to visit the Seaside Trust. She was going country, or county lines as professionals now call it. She had never gone country before. She was scared. She would never admit that, but she was. She missed her mumsy, but knew she had to do this. Mum was not well right now and they had no money. She had told her mum she was going on a youth club trip to the seaside for the weekend. Mum had barely looked away from the window she was looking out in the living room when she had said that. Just picked up another fag, lit it and said, be careful. Mum was not okay. If mum had been well, she would have asked to see a letter at least, but not this time. She had been to the seaside a couple of times before with her mum when she was little, or littler, since she was barely 13 right now sitting on this train. She thought about those holidays with her mum now, seemed so long ago, when she was still a kid. She'd never been on a real holiday, like on a plane or anything, but she had been on a caravan holiday a couple of times. The train pulled into the station and this snapped a little girl back into reality. It wasn't Margate. It was a place called Hearn Bay. Her eyes darted towards the exit entrance of the station to see if there was any transport police. Nothing. She literally let out a sigh of relief. She caught another glimpse of herself in a reflection of the window and shook her head and kissed her teeth. Two of the older girls before she left London had got her long blonde hair and put it into bunches either side of her head to make her look younger. They had made a dress in some bait pink t-shirt and jeans with flowers on to make her look even younger. She had kicked off when they tried to take her trainers as well. One of the older girls had laughed and said, just let Blondie keep her trainers. Let the crazy kid get caught in it. So here she was, four foot nothing, two ponytails, naff naff backpack, pretty pink t-shirt, puff up jacket and jeans and a pair of brand new Nike Air Jordans, black and white. Now she was so far away from her family, she knew her trainers looked wrong and she slid her feet under the train seat. She was tired. It had taken a while to get from southwest London to Margate, but she was nearly there. She looked again at the piece of paper in her hand. It was torn now, where she'd been holding it in her hand earlier the day when she started sweating. When an older man had asked if she wanted to sit with him on the train and tapped his knee, she shouted, fuck off you nonce, and run to the other end of the train, tears in her eyes. It was dark, about 10 at night now. She could feel the weight of the phone she had over her in her coat pocket. She put her hand in the pocket and squeezed it. Do not lose this phone, Blondie. If you do, don't bother coming back, he had said to her. He could be so bad mind sometimes. Most of the time he treated her good, never let her go out. But when he was like this, serious boy. Her backpack was filled with coke. She had no idea how much. Actually, she says filled with coke. She didn't really know. Down each of her socks, they had put pushed packages in cling film and pulled her football socks up high. It made her want to run when the man tapped his knee. But the worst part, well, the worst part is that they'd made her put on two pairs of knickers and put a couple of packages down there. When she thought about this, her face burned red and angry tears tried to get out. She kicked the front seat in temper. A few stops had gone and then they slowed. She looked out the window and she saw Margate. Right, this is it, she said to herself. Don't fuck up. They told her exactly what to do over and over again. Right. She got off the train. No ticket, Inspector. She smiled one big smile. She had the ticket, but they could still speak to her. She walked through the exit, 
through the place that you buy tickets and into the fresh air, her ponytails bouncing away. As she walked through the exit, she smelled a strange smell as it hit her nose and she scrunched up her face. It was like rotten cabbage. Years later, she realized that that was seaweed, that smell. She looked down at a bit of paper. It had a car registration number in it. She scanned the car park and saw the car, black one. She started walking over and her belly dropped. Oh, man. There were three big men in the car. She gulped a bit and then she put on her front. She walked to the passenger's front seat and without a word jumped in. The driver, a white man, aged about 40, had watched her the whole time. She didn't look at him. So he said, you're blondie, are you? She didn't look at him. She just nodded once and he laughed. Okay, you're okay, babe. I don't like him young and I don't plan to let anyone else mess with you that way. The bossman said he would cut my dick off and all three men started laughing. The driver reached over to the glove box and took out a box of fags and a bottle of vodka and a Kit Kat. Here, babe, he said in his local accent, this is for you. She looked at him now. He had a shaven head, was fat and not nice blue eyes. She took the fags and the Kit Kat and said, I don't drink, you prick. And he threw his head back and laughed as hard as he could and said, boss man said you'd say that, said to give you a Kit Kat to shut you up. And with that, the car drove out of the car park. The little girl looked out the window and saw a beach, Margate Beach. And then the car took her somewhere not near the beach. Funny how life turns out. That little girl gets off at Margate most days to go to work as an adult. And in her backpack, it's filled with paperwork, a lunch, a couple of kid toys and, well, always a Kit Kat.